Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Satan fell because of his arrogance. A created being who decided he would be like the Most High, Isaiah 14, 14. The uncreated, ever-present, omniscient, omnipotent God. Satan was so smooth, deceptive, and conniving, he first managed to get one-third of the angelic host of heaven to rebel with him. He then set his sights on the new creation, Adam. Adam and Eve were placed by God in the beautiful garden known as Eden. There, danger was far from them because it didn't exist on earth yet. Now, of course, that would change soon. Consider the fact that Satan's ultimate motivation to be like the Most High meant that he would seek absolute control of all of God's creation by displacing God himself. So for Satan, it all boils down to control. And to gain that control, he knew he had to use micromanagement on an increasing incremental scale, little by little. Now, in reality, everything Satan does is designed to increase his control over everything God created. That's what he desires. For this to occur, Satan has to be able to use people in this dimension to accomplish his purposes. Hopefully that makes sense. Ultimately, that includes getting rid of God from our thinking Yuval Noah Harari verbally stated Satan's desires when he intoned recently that God is dead, but it just takes a while to get rid of the body. This idea, this lie, comes directly from Satan. Now, throughout history, there have been many who have sought to control societies, prompted and urged on by Satan from the shadows. Lenin, Stalin, Pol Pot, Mao, Hitler, Hussein... Uh, Mussolini, others, just to name a few in modern times. They all used fear as their greatest weapon to gain and then keep control over people. We've all heard the expression, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And it means exactly that. A dictator often gains absolute power through incremental micromanagement. It is a process that has been repeated often And it is also being used today, to great success, by the way, to the globalists. There are numerous dictators highlighted in scripture that evidence so much evil corruption and a desire to control that they stand out as types for the coming Antichrist. One such individual is Antiochus Epiphanes IV. We actually read about this unnamed historical figure several places in the book of Daniel, but it is far more pronounced in Daniel 11, verses 1 through 35. Now there, Antiochus Epiphanes didn't seem to care about money, but he gathered it for use as a tool. He'd bribe people with it and got folks to do his bidding, And beyond this, he would flatter the clothes off your back with his words and demeanors. He had a habit of coming alongside of someone, taking them into his confidence, and making them feel extremely important and needed. And once he had gained their respect and admiration and loyalty, he thought nothing of throwing them under the bus. Antiochus Epiphanes IV enjoyed the power he had over people. 
allowing him to control them, to make them do what he wished them to do, to overcome them with deceptive words and actions in order to lower their guard so that they would invest their trust in him. And you know, this is also true of many serial killers throughout history, like Ted Bundy. Bundy had the ability to put women at ease, making them see him as a father or brother rather than a lecherous demonic man. Once he had gained their trust, well, it was usually too late for them. Like Bundy, Epiphanes was only concerned for himself. People were there for his control and purposes, and when he was done with them, it was easy enough to get rid of them. Being able to control other people is a real gift, if we can call it that. Some take to it easily and without effort. Most of us don't. Antiochus Epiphanes IV is such a near-perfect representation of the coming Antichrist, I think it's why Scripture highlights him in Daniel 11. And it's also why Jesus highlights at least one of Antiochus's most well-known historical exploits, resulting in what Jews back in 168 BC referred to as the abomination that desolates. And you can read about that in Matthew 24. Now, if we move ahead from Jesus's day to our day, we note that there is one particular class of people who also seek to control society today. Their control has been ongoing and ramped up for decades, but really began in earnest in late 2019. This was the first time we began hearing about COVID-19. And then came the lockdowns, the mask mandates, the social distancing, and finally the vaccine, which we were initially told would be about, oh, 95% effective. Well, Fauci lied. And Burks, his companion recently admitted that she knew it wouldn't be even close to that effective, but went along with it. Well, since COVID-19 hit, the world's economy has also taken a huge hit, as globalist technocrats at work behind the scenes have become household names to us now. They continue their unrelenting quest to micromanage all aspects of society. This is what Satan would have them do. Well, the difference, though, between these globalists of today and virtually all who have come before them is the technology of today is much further along than that of previous generations, which is allowing these globalists, these technocrats, to exercise greater control over all of society globally. These globalists are using any and all means to increasingly micromanage the world. World dominance is the end goal. Now, like many spokes of a bicycle wheel that work to keep a tire rolling along smoothly and efficiently, the many portions of the wheel in the image I've included in the transcript highlight just some of the micromanagement tools that globalists are using to usher in the global control they seek. These individually labeled spokes of the wheel are not exhaustive by any stretch, but they provide a sampling of how globalists are micromanaging things to usher in what they call the Great Reset, which will totally, in their eyes, revamp the entire world, and it will provide them with the ultimate control they seek. Micromanagement is simply the means to that control. 
Now, as you can see, the various spokes are labeled critical race theory, climate change, gun control, transhumanism, gender identity, etc. And others I haven't included but could be included like vaccine digital passports, digital currencies. These and many other isms are being used to transfer all power to globalists as they keep society in a constant state of upheaval. This week, I read an article called One Nation Under Blackmail. There's a link in the uh, transcript to the PDF of that, if you'd like it. And in it, the author referenced a new set of two books. The book is so large that it's being published in two parts. Uh, one in the first part in September, the second part in October, and it's by Whitney Webb. Now, Webb's book, One Nation Under Blackmail, The Sordid Union Between Intelligence and Crime That Gave Rise to Jeffrey Epstein, that that's the whole title, goes into quite a bit of detail about just how our own government in the USA has been in bed with organized crime for decades and decades. What may appear to us to be individuals who are quote-unquote tough on crime are only tough on certain individuals within the crime arena because they have been given permission to get tough on them because they've fallen out of favor with the crime community for one reason or another. So these are given up to allow politicians, including prosecutors and judges, etc., to look good to the American public. Everything about this should not be that hard to believe. If Satan's goal is to gain absolute power over the world, and the Bible tells us it is, then why would it be difficult to believe that he works through groups of human beings who are sold out to someone they call Lucifer, the light bearer? In the process, things that appear to be one thing may well be another. It really is layer upon layer of deception. And one thing I noticed too, uh, today, Satan is using a group of people to create that final world order, whereas in the past, he often chose one particular individual from a particular generation or part of the world to try and claim that globalism that the group today, technocrats, are yearning to and working toward. I think that that's interesting. Webb states, globalists don't care about having more wealth because... They have more than enough money. They see a day when they will live as they want and not have to be bothered by the insignificant everyday person, you know, you and me, who's more of a bother to them than anything else. Most of us are simply in their way. The constant changes, mandates, warnings, new virus um, ideas, uh, concepts, whatever, all of it, the warnings of these new viruses, droughts, floods, the resultant food shortages, along with everything else, keeps society off balance and people on guard. People are feeling a sense of hopelessness. They want good news. They want things to go back to normal. Biden recently stated that the pandemic is over. Now, imagine if Trump had announced that he would have been ignored. But Biden says it and the world breathes a sigh of relief. Mandates are being relaxed because of it. But is it really over or will this simply turn out to be the calm before yet another big storm? The White House has already walked back some of what Biden has publicly stated by insisting that, quote unquote, emergency powers remain in place. Well, in the meantime, we're still supposed to be concerned about monkeypox and other variants of CV or viruses that could cause illness or death. Do you think some folks will finally stop wearing masks? 
it's likely too ingrained in their minds to let go of that. They will continue to see others as potential walking viruses spreading death wherever they go. I mean, is this part of the plan by globalists to keep society in flux? Because of the advances in robotics, technology, transhumanism, globalist technocrats, actually, they only see a need for a few people. They only, besides themselves, they don't, they don't need that many people on this earth, except themselves, their families, and the people they think they need. So the non-globalists needed are the ones who serve globalists directly in whatever capacity. They're builders, cooks, landscapers, and other servants. They need scientists, researchers, and other intellectuals whose only desire is to do the will of the globalists without asking those pesky questions. Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum wants to micromanage every aspect of our lives, recently stating, by the way, that we should eat expired food. But they're not leaving religion out of what it is they want to control either, as noted by what's happening with the current pulp. And again, links are in the transcript for these things. And there's another aspect of what's happening in Israel. You might want to check those out. Things are not going to go back to the previous normal. And I've said that for a long time, as well as others have stated the same thing. It's not going to happen. Dr. Jim Austin, the interim pastor of North Lake Baptist Church, preached a sermon titled, Mayberry is Gone and Not Coming Back. I've got a link to that. The sermon begins at the 2852 mark using Jeremiah 29, 4-7. Things will worsen organically and holistically, not get better. There have been way too many changes in the USA and the world and not for the better. We can't go back, including the so-called pandemic of CV, with all the changes, problems, shortages, and inflation stemming from it, some of which is still in front of us. However, as Dr. Austin says, Christians can and should understand how to live in the world in spite of the fact that things will not go back to a previous normal. And it's an interesting sermon, and I really do strongly urge you to check it out. These globalist technocrats are building themselves a world kingdom that will one day, unbeknownst to them, be taken over by Satan's spiritual son who will walk in, just like Antiochus Epiphanes the Fourth of old did, and he will gain the throne through flattery, feigned loyalty, and then treachery. Please understand that we do not have to be swept up into the system of micromanagement used by globalist technocrats that lead to absolute control. We can avoid that trap by becoming much more self-sufficient than we may currently be now. Beyond this, of course, each person needs to ensure that salvation is theirs that your heart pants after Jesus, that you know that your sins are forgiven and that the Holy Spirit lives within you. If you know you are truly saved, then you need to simply say no to the increasing control. Just say no. Don't play the game. Don't give up your freedom. We can reject things like digital vaccine passports and digital currencies. Keep and carry cash. Pay for some things with cash or check instead of your debit card or some online code requiring your phone. In fact, leave your phone at home at times. Practice being without it here and there. The more you are tied to your phone, the more you are tied into their system. 
And we have the ability to simplify our life, but it will take effort on our part because we are too habituated to our phones and everything related to those phones. We have become a society of people lost in the digital worlds of our cell phones. Isn't that absurd? How many times have you seen a group of friends walking down the sidewalk all on their phones, essentially ignoring each other? People spend more time snapping photos and videos and uploading to their favorite social media than they do actually interacting with people they are hanging out with. And that is astounding, isn't it? Start looking up and away from your phones. Look up even higher. Seek God. Understand that in spite of all the bad things happening in the world, we can react like the exiles taken from Israel captive to Babylon, who were told to live, to enjoy life, to make their lives as comfortable as possible under the circumstances. And we can and should do the same. And remember, those people were not going to ever see Israel or Jerusalem again. Maybe their progeny would, maybe their offspring would, but they wouldn't because they were there for at least 70 years. Now, ultimately, it's all about all of us saying no to globalists increasing control, and yes, to things that make life normal. We cannot say no to everything, but there are quite a few things we can say no to, and we should. Saying yes to normalcy, or the things we can say yes to, is as much a part of rejecting globalist control as saying no to their demands. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 And I encourage you, by the way, to read the uh, context surrounding that verse. Well, thanks so much for joining me. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in Him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 